podcast created by friends with friends for friends. It's the best. All right. Welcome in to the best podcast. I'm your boy, DJ Shawnee O. Dan Morse here, ready to go. It's been quite the February, quite the weekend, quite the week of sports, Dan. And on that note, we are blessed with the very first edition of having our sports go-to consultant. We have cousin Cammy live on the best podcast. Cammy, what's up? Not much, guys. How are you this lovely Sunday? Doing great, baby. Just watched a uh, terrific Celtics blowout slash comeback slash blowout. <laughs> As we introduce cousin Cammy, Cammy actually, Cammy just started his own podcast. Cam, tell us a little bit about that. So I started my own podcast alongside my brother. We will be on Mondays and Fridays at 7 p.m. streaming on Twitch. We are called The Sports Bucket. And on Mondays, we'll be doing a little bit of uh, SFW, you know, suitable for work content. But on Fridays, we're going to let loose on some uh, not suitable for work content. But we're going to be talking all the sports. Uh, We're going to be talking about what's big and what's been going on. Great. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what kind of sports you like are you all sports do you lean basketball do you lean hockey tell us a little bit about Uh, that i mean i think my love of sports came in with uh my passion for baseball definitely uh that definitely introduced me but uh as you know the mlb has kind of gone down a little bit i've actually become a little bit more of a uh basketball fan as you could say and obviously football i mean when you're from new england how can you not be into football you know just wanted to get a little bit of background and i know morse has been extremely excited to talk, you know, basketball um, in particular because I have a, you know, the basketball acumen of a canary. So, all right, Cam. So let's get right into it, man. You, um, you brought up baseball earlier, dude. We've got to hit on this crazy money that's been thrown around uh, in Major League Baseball so far this offseason. Honestly, it was a pretty slow start if you think about it. To oh, these yeah. Agents making moves. Start with Machado, right? Ten years, three hundred mil. Arenado got paid. Uh, what was he, eight years for a little I don't under- remember what Arenado got paid, but I will say this. All these big money contracts being thrown around, I got to tell you, as a Red Sox fan, it is making me more thankful for J.D. Martinez's contract every day of the week, man. That's a, that's a great call, dude. And then Harper, obviously the most recent one and probably the most uh, the most popular one, or at least oh, widely known one, 13 years, $330 million. Dude, I, I think these contracts, I, I, you know, not to go far back, I remember the first big contract I remember was the A-Rod one, right? Yep, With the Rangers. I remember the time. That was so insane Huge. to me. Huge. The the amount of years, the amount of money. Mm. And now it's just like 300. Like what you brought up the Sox and JD. Like what is, what's Mookie Betts going to get paid? 400? I can see Mookie Betts getting in the range of exactly what Harper and Machado got. I mean, if you're the Sox, obviously you look at, both these deals and you say this is kind of going to be the baseline of what we outline our deal for Mookie for well, and if it, I'm Mookie I'm using that leverage to my advantage I'm saying hey you know what consciously to a lot of people I'm a lot better in Harper and Machado mm-hmm. I have more rings I have more playoff appearances you know so too, right huh how old is Mookie Mookie I believe is younger and I believe yeah. he's around 26 27 and it's not only Mookie you have to think in terms of Bogarts too I mean the Sox as much young talent as they have, they're going to have a lot of contract scenarios in the upcoming, uh, you know, off seasons. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be tough for them, you know. Dude, Bogarts hit a monster today. Did you oh, see that? I saw that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but okay, cool. So this money's going around. Who who else is still out there, Cam? 
Well, right now, as you can see, I mean, you still got Craig Kimbrell out there. He wants yeah. more money. You still have Dallas Keuchel. I mean, he is a big name on the market that is absolutely mm -hmm. still out there. Other than that, I don't think there's a lot of game-changing talents, um, okay. especially. I think one signing that has gone completely under the radar this offseason was Michael Brantley to the Houston Astros. I mean, okay. that was a team that needed a big left-handed bat in their lineup. And yeah. They got him. I mean, that is big for them. I mean, you think about their big hitters in their lineup. You think about Springer. You think about Atuve, Correa. Those are all big right-handed bats. Now they get someone who bats lefty. And not only that, you can put in the leadoff spot in front of Altuve. My goodness, that is that is probably the best signing of this offseason. Dude, that's scary as a Sox fan. It is. It is. I mean, <laughs> Houston, Houston was good. They were very right. good last year. Honestly, it's hard to talk, I think, short-term – ROI on 10 and 13 year contracts, but that's what everyone's going to look at. I mean, what does this do short term? And by short term, I don't know, two, three, maybe even as many as four years uh, for teams like San Diego and for Philadelphia, who really are, I mean, San Diego, they're a basement team. That's just oh, who they've wow. been for the last 20 years. Philly, you know, they, they have some young talent. They're kind of, not for nothing, they're in a pretty tough division. But but where do you see some sort of, um, what, what do you see as some potential immediate expectations and, and potential results for, for these big signings listen i didn't understand the machado and the uh padres fit i mean this this was a team that really they need to rebuild their farm system and going after a guy like machado makes you have expectations for now but there is something to be said about getting two top free agents in the past two off seasons with hosmer going their last off season yeah so good point. you got to think about it in the way that they want to win and they want to be relevant. I mean, think about the team that just got moved out of San Diego in professional sports. Maybe the Padres think they're next. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. As for the Phillies, they had a good year to a point last year. And mm -hmm. you got to remember that they rebuilt that outfield with McCutcheon and Harper signings this offseason. Sure. So that's going to be big for them, especially contending with the Braves team that got hot at the end of last year. Did, did the Braves win the NL East again? I still got the Braves. Um, yeah. Ronald Acuna is my guy. I really like him. I'm a Freddie Freeman guy. Ah, oh, you're a Freddie Freeman guy? He's underrated. I will give you he is that. He's a little underrated. So let me ask you this. Nats and Phillies in the NL East, who finishes uh, ahead of the other? Oh, Phillies for sure. I mean, the Nationals now are searching for an identity ever yeah. since Harper left. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the Phillies do finish in in second in the NL East. Um. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's actually not going on a limb. But I say Harper doesn't have as good of a season as people expect him to. That's my, you know. I, not for nothing, man. I've seen multiple reports. Not not reports, but, you know, like like baseball writers' rankings and stuff like that. Dude, the, there are some very talented outfielders in Major League Baseball right oh. now. There's people who are saying he might not be top five. I've even heard people saying he's right on the borderline of top ten. I mean, he, Bryce Harper is an outstanding baseball player. He's former MVP. He hits mm -hmm. balls to the moon. He knows what he's doing. Um, but, dude, talking about like the Mookie Betts and the Futures, there are some guys who are playing outfield in Major League Baseball right now who are just licking their chops, I think, looking at this, this money that's being thrown around over the weekend. You look guys like Aaron Judge. You know, we talked about Mookie. You know, some of the other big names that are out there, they're really going to really kind of rake in and benefit off this stuff going on now. But let me put it this way. I, it, let me know if you agree with me. I think the pressure on Harper, at least in the short term, is, is way it's above the pressure on Machado. I mean, no one's expecting anything to happen out in San Diego, I don't think. No, really. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy the pressure Harper's going to get, especially with such a historic franchise name like the Phillies. Yeah. I mean, that's something you got to think about is that they're not a huge market team, 
the city isn't at least, but I mean yeah. the Phillies name and the dollars associated with it now, right? With that mega oh, yeah. contract with money, you 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 have expectations, right? Oh, a hundred percent. You always do. I mean, baseball's the one sport though that you see a lot of these big contracts get passed out. We've seen it the past ten years. And with God, the salary cap. the expectations. Us as yeah. Sox fans know that personally. Carl Crawford is Exhibit A of that. But Cammy, to your point though, I mean, look at. Look at like Aaron Rodgers, highest mm -hmm. contract out there. Look at his season. Didn't mm -hmm. even didn't even make the playoffs. He's now under no. the magnifying glass. So well, I mean, I you think, can obviously see this is a long term problem. play with, with Harper. Obviously, thirteen years, but he certainly has to deliver. Oh, a hundred percent. But I think I think to your point, the Packers' problems spread way further than Rodgers. But um, yeah, no, Harper yeah. has to be expected to perform up to par. He needs to at least put up numbers that say, hey, listen. I'm a top five outfielder in this league. Hell, I can prove it. And they need to go out there and they need to win the NL East. I agree. And here's the thing. I've always, I've always, you know, we talk about this money being thrown. And I, I really hate when people come out and say, and most of the time, it's not people who are really follow sports. They say, you know what? You know, I can't believe these people are getting paid all this money to simply play baseball, to play a game. Bryce Harper is not getting paid $300 million to play baseball. Right. Bryce Harper is getting paid $300 million to win MVPs to be in the playoffs every year, and to win championships. Like, and most it, importantly, yeah. he's getting paid that money to put fannies in seats. 100%, you know I mean? dude. These guys aren't getting paid to, you know, play the same game like they did when they were, you know, 12, 12 years old playing Little mm -hmm. League. There's they, expectations. There's no coddling anymore. Let's get into uh, Celtics C's. Kyrie Irving in the news. Yeah, initial takeaways from this Rockets loss today. <sighs> it, it was a tough it's loss okay. to swallow. I mean, yet again, this was another bad start in the first quarter for this team it really yeah. was and i think personally i think back to that 10 10 start how yeah. that five leaf clover lineup had a lot of hype and a lot of talk about it and brad stevens did something that a lot of coaches wouldn't do which was he didn't write out he made two great moves inserting marcus smart and marcus morris into the starting lineup mm -hmm. unfortunately i think the zest from those moves has worn off jalen brown is playing his best basketball he, debatably of his career he has to start dude he brings he the energy to. and spark he, there's no one else on the floor that can do what he does no they not at all not at all i mean the way he initiates the fast break his defensive oh thing I mean, you talk about the Wizards came the other night. I know the Wizards aren't the best team to compare, you know, mm -hmm. you know, measuring sticks to. But, I mean, him on Bradley Beal in 22 possessions, two points for an all-star guard in Bradley Beal, that's mm -hmm. terrific defense. Is James uh, Harden playing the best basketball in the league right now? I would actually have to say that it's Giannis Antetokounmpo playing the best basketball in the league right now. I mean, if you look at the all-around numbers, this guy is a monster. And he has his team in position to get the best record in the NBA right now. I, I think offensively, James Harden is doing virtually doing things no one else can. But you, you like Giannis's game overall a little better? I like Giannis's game overall yeah. a little better. I mean, just every facet of the game he affects in such a winning way. I mean, the guy's nothing like I don't. I don't think we've ever seen this type of player before since maybe maybe LeBron in the early Heatles days. He's like a bigger, stronger Kevin Durant type of frame almost. And dude, yeah, if that guy, if that kid learns how to shoot, it's game over. I mean, it's to amazing shoot. to think this guy better. is the best player in the league to me this year. He doesn't even have a solid jumper outside of 15 feet. I mean, it's absurd. So, Who's your MVP right now? 
My MVP right now is Giannis Antetokounmpo. You got to factor in winning. You got to factor in numbers, and you got to factor in just the way he plays the game. Man, he no one, nobody expected the Bucks to be the one seed at this point. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the MVP in my opinion. What about the Bucks as a team? How do you feel about that squad? Do you think they come out of the East? I think they could come out of the East. Uh, a lot of it depends on Chris Middleton. Uh, I really like that extension they gave Bledsoe the other day. Um, four years, $70 million for a guy who's a fringe all-star guard or at least playing like it this year. I mean, that that could be argued as a bargain. And also, that might set the market for Middleton, especially if him and Bledsoe play at the same level in the playoffs. I mean, you got to think about it. There are teams that are going to throw Chris Middleton a max. But, hey, Milwaukee might use that to their leverage and say, you know what? We're only going to throw you a little bit more than we threw Eric because we think Eric had a better year than you. I, I, I think it's fun that we can actually talk about Eastern Conference NBA basketball without having to focus it on LeBron James. I was oh, a little, I was a little curious speaking, how this speaking of out. LeBron, and let's speak of the Lakers, what, they're two out of eight? Well, they're 14 games back right now. Should they be in the conversation? Are they too far out of this? What do you guys think? Oh, God, no. There's still no. plenty of time. I mean, you got an inexperienced team in Sacramento fighting for that eighth seed. And the Clippers at some point, I mean, you know, they're a grit and grind team, but I feel like they might fall off. Um, I'd like to see the Lakers play the Warriors in the first round. But for me, I'm going to take Sacramento, surprisingly. I think LeBron James will dial out at some point. Um, and I think personally, I take Sacramento. I like the way they play. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the Lakers are out of the eight spot, what? Five games, four and a half games? Four and a uh, half games out of the eight spot, okay? After after their recent loss to Phoenix last night, nonetheless, I mean, that that yeah. is embarrassing. LeBron I missed mean, two free throws down the stretch. I mean, I watched some of that game, and all I was thinking was this team's a mess. Currently, right now, though, they are four and a half games out of the eight yeah. spot. Well, yeah. it's, it, at this point, it's not the Lakers rallying to make the play. It, it's honestly, in LeBron's... Prove this over his career. It, it's if it, it's if LeBron wants to flip the switch and get it. Four and a half games is nothing for him to be able to take over, win games, and get there. Dude, you just said you watched the game last night. He he looks done. No, he's he does. He looks... threw the ball up against the backboard on the inbound. He's <sighs> he's bitching at Javale McGee for not switching screens. He's and what's crazy is a lot of the press is about LeBron getting on the younger guys. Dude, look who. It's not the the younger guys are balling. Dude, Kuzma is putting up numbers. Ingram's putting up numbers. The problem is the guys like Rondo, McGee, these crazy one-year veteran deals they signed that had the potential to become problems, and they became problems. Like, this this isn't shocking to me, I don't think. No, it's not shocking. This team doesn't fit well overall. And most importantly, two par- a parallel, actually, you could draw with the Celtics and Lakers. Who's their number two option? Who's their number two option? Who is it? Who's the guy when the number one guy gets all the pressure that's going to come up big? For the C's, it's Al Horford when he's hitting shots, at least. Yeah. They don't have one on yeah. the time. Lakers, same thing. Kuzma and Ingram are still trying to figure out who's the better guy to put the ball in the basket. Let me ask you this. Say they do sneak into the eight seed. They play Golden State. Actually, I'll ask you two questions. First one, say they sneak into the eight seed and play Golden State. How does that series pan out? <laughs> Without uh, without Lonzo Ball, I mean, <laughs> Lonzo Ball's a big part of it. Uh, you got to think about his length, the way he affects uh, guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I mean, we talk about all the time about how guys with length can contest the three so well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Golden State's bread and butter. I still mm-hmm. take Golden State in probably four or five, maybe. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah. 
Well, what's interesting, man, if they sneak, I'm just going to say this, they sneak into, say they sneak into the seventh spot, which is virtually the eighth spot. There's a difference of half a game between the two. Even the sixth spot isn't ridiculous. Now they're playing teams like Denver, Portland, maybe OKC if they creep up, even though I really like OKC. I, I could see LeBron messing around and beating a Nuggets team, beating a Blazers team, and going on a little run into the next round. Could you? I don't think they beat OKC. No, I doubt they beat OKC. And listen, I could see him beating a Denver team. But mm-hmm. Denver's very, very, very well coached, as young as they, they are. I mean, Mike Malone, for me, is certainly the NBA coach of the year. Yeah. Just a tad over Nate McMillan with what he's doing with the Pacers right now. Good call. Um, I mean, I think the Lakers are just dysfunctional. They're just not – I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. But no, like, I honestly don't either. These, I, I really don't. I would, I would definitely take if, – if I had to bet one way or the other, I would take they don't. How does this affect LeBron's psyche and, and free agency going into next year, though? Well, this this makes LeBron want to push the front office harder for some other superstar to come here. But like, what else does this guy have to do? Like, I I mean, he's I I just I can't see any young players buying in to want to play for this guy. If they do anything, it's going to have to be a big a big max deal, like an Anthony Davis or a Jimmy Butler. Or, I don't know. I, I I can't. Can you still? Can you see Kawhi going over there? I can't. I cannot see Kawhi going okay. over there. In fact, I actually see Kawhi staying with Toronto. As for Jimmy I'm Butler. Not. I think he's irritated with the Sixers. I think he can go very well anywhere. Um, but I don't I don't see the fit between Jimmy Butler and LeBron. One name that really rings to me when coming in with Lakers rumors is Bradley Beal. I mean, listen, hmm. Washington's on the decline. They might look yeah. to blow things up. Um, and listen, they, it might not take a lot to get a guy like Bradley Beal who can put yeah. the ball on the floor. He could put up 25 a night for you. LeBron fits best with another dynamic guard. And yeah. in my opinion, that guy would be Bradley Beal. What about what about Kemba? Kemba Walker's interesting, but I think he stays with Charlotte ultimately. He's yeah. uh he set his allegiance to them. I think he yeah. stays within the East at most. Okay, cool. Guys, I wanna I wanna keep this on uh, on track here just for timing's sake. We're speaking with cousin Cammy, best podcast, one of our key sport contributors. He has his own podcast, Mondays and Fridays, the sports bucket. Check him out on Twitch. Cammy, do you have like a handle, a social handle or anything like that? We do have an Instagram. It's at the sports bucket, no spaces, no caps, just all undercase. Cammy, thanks again for being on the show. Um, Morris, I know you wanted to hit on uh or does it how Kahai? How do you say this? Kawi? Kawi, the game winner that he yeah, had two oh, nights ago? Oh. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> uh, this is this is basketball for Sean. Here we go. Uh, just, just a quick blunt direct question. How good is Kawhi Leonard? How good is Kawhi Leonard? Well, let me tell you. Kawhi Leonard was not finals MVP by accident. This is a guy who hung his hat on the defensive end to start his career and slowly developed an offensive game that is easily top 10 in this league today. Uh, In my opinion, he is the catalyst of what the Raptors are aiming for. He's an enormous upgrade over DeMar DeRozan. And I think he's a guy that will lead the Raptors out of the East. I mean, this guy is top five in the league for sure this year, especially. You think he makes a home and kind of be that, that guy in Toronto? Yeah, I, I think I think he signs a max deal with Toronto this offseason. I mean, the Clippers, sure, I've been fawning over them, but, I mean, what do they have to show for right now besides right. two max slots? Dude, isn't it funny how these things have came out? Like, remember when Paul, Paul George went to OKC, and that was everybody wrote that off as a one-year rent until he's going to the Lakers the next year, right? Mm-hmm. Does this thing with Russell, comes back one more year. Dude, Paul George is playing phenomenal basketball this year, too. Kawhi's I mean, the same boat, dude. 
one year rental in Toronto. Hey, maybe we'll maybe we'll make it out of the East, get a shot at his title. Then he's going to, like you said, maybe one of the Los Angeles teams, whatever. I'm not leaving Toronto if I'm quiet, especially if they make a run. Hell, especially if they may, they can even mess around and get to the finals. Kawhi gets that close to another ring. If he if he can go down as a guy, as soon as you get multiple rings, you're already put in another realm, right? I think mm-hmm. he's closer to doing that with Toronto than I, I you know I, I can only think of a handful of other teams where he has that same shot and is as happy and has that kind of uh, kind of coverage. But Kawhi is the type of guy that I can't see Kawhi wanting to be in the LA spotlight. No, I can't see it either. There is something to be said about him having hometown people in L.A. You know? That's so true. That, that is something. I, I just think he's a stereotypical – he's just one of Greg Popovich's kids, right? He's one of those quiet guys, does oh, his thing. He is a product of the Spurs Academy, 100%. but he's the first one we've seen break away and thrive from that right. system. Well, dude, the sad – like, not for nothing, dude. What is Kawhi Leonard best known for in mainstream? His freaking laugh from a preseason <laughs> press release thing. That's, oh, yeah. that's that's criminally – I think he's just criminally underrated. Um, I and, think and, he's criminally underlooked. Funny. But if you're in any NBA circle, you know Kawhi Leonard is the real deal. as a, a reliable scorer and a guy who can lock up dynamic offensive players. Do you think he's the best two-way player in the league? I – that, that's a tough one. I mean, I'll, I'll take Giannis again, like I yeah. said. I mean, the guy's amazing. But he's certainly top five. He's certainly top five. He really is. Love it. All right, Cammie. Um, one more thing I just want to chat on. Uh, Zion Williamson sneaker blew up. We chatted on the best podcast, the pilot episode, two, three weeks ago when it happened early. Wanted to get your thoughts on that whole matter. And I know I know you listen to the podcast, so I know you. Uh... Yeah, so listen, one thing you guys didn't touch on to me was uh, – how does Paul George feel about all this? I mean, that yeah. is a sneaker. I that know that. It's Paul George's shoes. So when you're thinking about it, right, um, there was one comment Dan made that said Zion's going to get a huge deal. I disagree with that. I think Zion's going to get maybe a little more money than a lot of you know rookies make. But uh, he's not going to live up to a proven NBA player's contract standard. I think Nike's main concern is Paul George. I mean, <laughs> PG might not be happy with what they're putting out there for him, especially a premier college player like Zion nationally getting embarrassed with his shoe blown off and his, his, the shoes Paul George's. I mean, that's that's tough. I'd agree with that, especially when Paul George is virtually putting together an MVP campaign right now. No. Um, I don't think he's going to win league MVP. No. But Paul George is, I think at this point, Paul George is being talked about at, at a higher level or higher than he's ever been in the league. I oh, think. 100%. And I think a lot of that, too, is the surprise factor of him signing oh. back in OKC. I mean, that that was well, a shock to everyone. What did he sign with the Thunder? Is, this, is he on, on a one-year term right now? No, he's actually on a max deal right now. He is. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Cammie, uh, we've talked about NBA, we've talked about MLB, we're missing football just a little bit here, so I got, I got one, one thing I want to ask you before it breaks. Uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, where are they going? So, Antonio Brown, I think the conscious answer to a lot of people is San Francisco. Um, they need a receiver to go along with their wow. new quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo, but... That's surprising, actually. Do not sleep on another NFC West team, the Seattle Seahawks. Who has uh, Russell Oakland. Wilson had as a dynamic receiver ever? Do you think they finally want to put someone with them? I, I can't see Russell Wilson wanting to deal with this shit, dude. You don't know I, if it's AB or Pittsburgh itself, you know? 
I, I dude, I, it's a, I think it's AB. I do. And I, I didn't think that at first. What really put me over the edge was, I mean, this guy. Book it. I, I, think, I think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I also think he's just, a, like, he's fucking nuts is pretty much what it comes down to, I think. I think he's, like, he's like living out this fantasy of Deion Sanders' prime time and T.O. and all this stuff. Yeah. Yes, he wants to be paid. And I don't know if you guys have looked into his story about how he grew up. Like, he was homeless for a certain amount of time, this, that, and the other. Great. I hope, you know, I want him to get paid what he what he deserves. But, dude, this shit, like, going to the Facebook Live videos in the locker room. And, oh, 100%. And he was on the Braun show. And that interview he had in his house with his gold couch and his all this other stuff. I don't know, dude. It's just like. I, but same I, with OBJ. Same shit with OBJ, though. I mean, is that the mentality of the number one receiver? You got Julio Jones, who doesn't say a word because he doesn't score a touchdown for OBJ 16 weeks. But OBJ isn't giving up on his team. He might not like it there, but he hasn't given up. I'll, I'll I'll take the Giants' future over the Steelers' future at this point. Oh, 100%. They're cleaning house, dude. Ben's going to retire before you know it. Le'Veon Bell's gone. Antonio Brown's gone. Hopefully they keep Juju Smith Schuster happy because besides that they're they're done. Cle- so Cammy, you Cammy, you think uh, AB is going out west? I thought Oakland. I, I thought there was speculation around NFC. Oakland. I think I, I kind of like the Packers. Oh, that would be an interesting fit. That would be an interesting Ooh. fit for Rodgers. I can see that. Yeah. 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 What about uh, what about Le'Veon? So Le'Veon Bell to me is an interesting one. He's asking for two years, twenty five million. And we're talking about a guy who hasn't played in the NFL in a year. And not only that, just like A.B., I mean, he might be a locker room drama queen. He's a moron. Right? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he's excellent. But I think – but also, dude, he touches the ball like 80% of every freaking play. I have two thoughts. I have two thoughts with him. Two thoughts here. KC or Philadelphia. See, Casey to me is a super dark horse. I mean, after losing Kareem Hunt, but yeah. the other part of my mind tells me that they might be happy with Damian Williams and maybe a couple other guys who can rotate in and out. How old's Damian Williams? Is he like thirty six? Damian Williams might be in his mid twenties, if I'm remembering correctly. I know he had a stint with the Dolphins before this. Yeah. Damian Williams is actually only twenty six years old, which wow. is kind yeah. of running back's prime in a way. Yeah. Totally. I think here's the other thing, dude. All, since all this A B stuff, Le'Veon Bell's just been swept under the rug. You haven't heard oh, about this. Man, he's months. probably thanking him. He honestly, he could be signed for all we know at this point. No one's just <laughs> bothering to talk about it. <laughs> I think um, I don't know. I've heard a few teams thrown out. I remember people used to talk about Indy. That'd be a perfect fit. Yeah. I think. To be honest with Listen, you. Listen to me. Eight. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to take the highest bidder. I mean, oh. he won't take the fifth. He's, he's He'll take Money. He's the Manny Machado of the NFL. He's yeah. going to get paid. It doesn't matter where he goes. doesn't give a shit about playoffs, but anything else, um, I don't know. I, 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 do, I will say this. I do think A.B. – Antonio Brown seems a little more competitive than Le'Veon Bell. Does. I mean, Le'Veon Bell sat out a season because he wasn't happy with mm-hmm. what he was getting paid or, or everything. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how you can – well, I mean, I guess that's the difference that. to the guy who gained 25 pounds over the season than a guy who calls himself Mr. Big Chest, you know? <laughs> remember when it didn't remember when Le'Veon Bell got busted for weed with um, Garrett Blunt? Was that like three? Which, which time did he get yeah. busted for weed? Which time are we talking about? There's multiple. <laughs> Dude, that thing, man, like get get out of here. Uh, they had their window in Pittsburgh. They yeah. couldn't ask Brady. Nope. You live and you learn. You move on. Yeah, you move on. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers, uh, 
reign from what 2002 to now i mean it, it might be over i mean it most likely is over so we'll see all right cousin cammy on the best sports cast best sports cammy. cast best podcast <laughs> cammy thank you for the time we appreciate it check him out mondays and fridays the sports bucket it's on twitch we this will not be the last time you're on with us any last words cammy uh, of course, uh, I know we touched on a couple MVP candidates from the NBA, but I just want to say shout out Nikola Jokic for being Beast. by far the best big man in the game this year. All right. Can't Thanks, Cousin Cam. All right. No problem, Sean. And See ya. All right, Morris. Actually, I wanted to come back. Bryce Harper, 13 years, $330 million. That's uh, so much money. I mean, dude, <laughs> you. I think you actually – made a really good comment with regards to yes there's more value they play more games than any other sport it's the value of putting um, butts in seats right um, winning playoff games being able to perform in those situations right um, but dude like for example uh, football 17 week 18 19 20 week season um, with playoffs, if you're the New England yeah. Patriots, Aaron Rodgers yeah. with bonus and endorsements, dude. Like he doesn't even get to half of what that is. NHL, forget about it. Like, dude, I just want to touch on the actual dollars and cents part, yeah. and it made me think about other professions that are out there that are either yeah. criminally underpaid or criminally overpaid. Right sure. now, I think the most common, you know, underpaid professions that we all, I think, at somewhere that we can agree with are. You know, teachers, janitors, people that do really grunt, not for nothing, because I've worked in education. Yeah. Sometimes it's really just shitty, frustrating work, especially when you don't get paid anything for it. You would think right? the people taking care of our kids, they're securing our future based on if they wake up and how they go to school, right? How, how they choose to live their day and teaching our children's and leading our children's would get more than thirty to $40,000 a year. Right? Dude, think about this. Think about how much money Bryce Harper's making now and how much his high school baseball coach made who probably taught him, you know, Ridiculous. all this stuff to begin with. And what? They're civil they're, they're civic servants, right? That's that's what they are. So So you tell me what you you wanted to get this earlier. What do you think are the most overpaid jobs that are out there? Well, baseball Besides players first off. Um no. So pilots are the number one overpaid job. Median salaries 117 thousand that's actually lower than i thought it was going to be that's Dan. underpaid yeah i would agree with that a commercial airline Talk pilot one hundred seventeen thousand. you day to day have to get as many as you know hundreds of people yeah. safely from one place to another you're away from your family you're always mm -hmm. traveling yeah um that's criminally underpaid holy shit emts make thirty thousand dollars a year median salary that's according to salary.com that's ridiculous so you're telling me my i'm dying Okay, I'm having a heart attack or I just got hit <laughs> by a car or something. And I'm banking on a guy making $30,000 a year to get me safely to the hospital. Let's I need, keep, Dude, we need to start tipping these people. Let's keep going. Number two, CEOs, $729,000 median salary. Uh, number That's two most of... underpaid job is a staff nurse, 66000 for a staff nurse. All right. That, I mean, that's decent money, but mm -hmm. that is still pretty underrated for the actual job. Oh, my God, Dan. Here at number three, again, salary.com, most overpaid yep. job, a set designer. That's like, um, like oh, okay. you know, on stage, uh, movies, yeah, television. 
$45,000 to be a set designer. So you think set designer is overpaid or underpaid? I think it's overpaid. 45000 Overpaid? For doing what? But, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I mean, what do you want to pay him? $30,000 a year? Do you think a do you think a set designer making forty five thousand should make more than the EMT driving saving our lives making thirty? No, that's correct. Exactly. An army private E two makes seventeen K a year now. Okay, but people aren't joining the army to get rich. No, I agree with you. Um, it, oh but still, but still, I mean they, they deserve I think it's more I think it's more along the lines of what they get what they get paid and benefited after their service. But that's I'm a whole go. other I'm going to skip right to number five, then we're going to move on here, Dan. Number five, most overpaid position, and I, I'm inclined to degree. $90,000 goes to a meteorologist, Dan. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think that's the Where do I start with this one? <laughs> a, a weatherman, correct? Or woman. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've always had this theory. Isn't as long as one person comes up with the weather can't everyone else just say hey here's what the weather is tomorrow like what is the di- like say 20 different meteorologists were making almost six figures tell me what the weather is going to be for the next few days is each one of them re- like it's going to snow in portland maine tomorrow i know that i don't <laughs> i don't need to do my research and check with multiple other outlets and here's the thing there's no repercussions it could be a Zero. gorgeous day out, or it could be 75 and sunny and what they, they're not going to lose their job they're on major networks. There's nothing else to watch. Like I guess it comes down to like entertainment at that point. For example, I mean, I'm sure that person who's making $90,000 or whatever, the higher end of the spectrum is probably working for like the Weather Channel as opposed to like a local meteorologist for like, you know, a local like Maine or New Hampshire news station. You I, know what I mean? I would say I do think meteorologists, specifically speaking in New Hampshire, like I see them more. Like I follow W. M-U-R, I know uh, Kevin Skarupa, uh, you know, Haley LaPointe by name. I think they've done a, an amazing job um, with their credibility. I think they've done an amazing yeah, job with, you know, true. being more in our face and, and being more up to date with the weather. But again, right. it's such it's one of those things like, OK, it, you could say it's I mean, snow no, and then it doesn't no. snow. I mean, right. I, look at, I feel like most people just look at their phones, go to the yeah. iPhone app. Yeah. They get paid three times as much as an EMT. The person responsible for bringing me to the hospital so I don't die. Ridiculous. Yeah. Clearly, there are um, some issues here, especially with the teachers. You know, they should certainly be paid more. One more thing on the business side, Dan, and just kind of, a, you know, obviously heading into March, month three of a Q1 calendar, uh, beginning of the year, end of the year spectrum here. Um, generally in business, you know, obviously first quarter could be difficult unless you're a ski mountain. Dan, do you have any bits of feedback, any any motivational uh, points from someone in sales, someone in retail, uh, coming off of the holiday season, just as motivation again to uh, to get through this, this cold, wintry, potentially slow quarter? Yeah, if you work in sales, do nothing but focus on activity because you're just going to get frustrated by um, slow closing percentages and, compl- and blame it on people not buying since the slow season. And all that's gonna do is slow down your pipeline going into the quote unquote busy seasons like March, April, and May. Um, but they're not gonna be as busy as they can be if you don't focus on your pipeline during the shitty seasons. That's so great. if you have a bad first quarter, as far as numbers go, that's fine. But as long as your activity is consistent, you should be able to make up for it, right? Twofold um, going into the busier seasons. Yeah, that's so what I feel- Fill that funnel, yeah? Fill that funnel. All right. All right. Moving into entertainment here, Dan. So I guess Chris Hemsworth, uh, also known as Thor, 
because what else? I feel like this is a situation like like Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. Do you see Daniel Radcliffe playing any other character? He's no, Harry Potter. No, but I, I think I, Chris Hemsworth's in other movies. Oh, he's, he's the uh, he's the assistant in the new Ghostbusters. Well, the, not oh, new, really? but yeah, well, he's, he's he's Thor. Yeah, he's he's Thor. He, that's what you know him for. Uh, anyways, yeah. I guess he's gonna play Hulk Hogan in the new Netflix biopic. Yeah, what do you think? So, awesome. What are your thoughts on that? I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big wrestling guy. Um, I'm a big biography guy. I thought. I mean, at first when I first saw the news, I thought it was kind of a maybe kind of a strange casting. Um, but now that I think about it, like I really, it's not like I have like a. I don't think there's any other no-brainer out there to play Hulk Hogan. You know, he's yeah. a pretty polarizing, polarizing figure. Um, I grew up a, a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Uh, not for nothing, still am to this day. So I'm excited to see what he does with it. Um, I'm just curious what he's going to do uh, with his body if he's going to have to yeah. get bigger. I forget because I mean, the last Avengers wasn't he a little smaller than usual? Uh, I mean, he's. He's he, cut. Like he got, he's yeah. He's pretty cut. Yeah, I guess. So I don't you're know. right. He's gonna have to put on more, some juice here. Yeah, I'm more curious to see how they shoot it because obviously it's not a documentary because there's actors playing the characters. Yeah. So I'm I'm more excited to see about who else is gonna be in the movie. You know, if they're gonna build it around truly make it like an '80s wrestling movie, like with Macho Man and Ric Flair and Andre the Giant, and honestly, who's gonna play all those guys as well? Because yeah, Chris Hemsworth is a pretty big name. I guess I don't know. I mean, he's kind of riding the Avengers thing pretty high right now, which is when's the, when's the new Avengers come out? I feel like April. That's actually what I thought too. So if this piggybacks off of Avengers, um, assuming Avengers does well, which I'm sure it will, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm just more curious, man, to see uh, some of the other guys they put together for this project. Nice. I, you know, I think Chris is in good hands. I think we're all in good hands. Todd Phillips is directing this bad boy. And nice. uh, producers on the film um, include Michael Sugar. Um, he's an Academy Award winner behind Spotlight. I'm not sure if you knew that one with uh, oh, Michael great. Keaton with the with the Boston, yep. that whole thing. Yep. Um, yep. And also, obviously, Phillips directing. And Bradley Cooper will, be, uh, will also be a producer on this film. So with Hemsworth Ooh. and Eric Bischoff as well included in that production uh, suite. So, so. so Eric Bischoff is the former uh, CEO and president of WCW. So this is oh, going to wow. be wow. So this will be this legit. Gonna, I'm curious to see who plays Vince McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. Let's make a date on a podcast with our buddy Jad because I'm sure he has another podcast, uh, the Three Jabronis or something. Um, I think yeah. Called. No, he, he's our wrestling go-to guy. Yeah. I'd love to get Jad on and kind of pick his brain a little bit about this. So let's do that for next week. Um, cool. All right, so moving on. Um, oh, one one thing I just want to push a nod to. CTV News reporting that some Canadian comics are are remembering John Candy. Big John Candy, yeah. <laughs> My dad got me onto John Candy when I was a kid. Dude, 25 years on Monday that he's That's been he, that he's been passed. Uh, John Candy, known for uh, roles in movies like Uncle Buck, obviously Canadian Bacon, and uh, yep. how could any of us, Dan, ever forget Eins, Weins, Dreins, Ah, Cool Runnings. Yeah, Cool Runnings, Great Outdoors, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Low Key, Great Cameo Appearance in Home Alone. Yes. As the Chicago polka player who got Kevin's mom home. Yes. <laughs> Very underrated cameo and uh, uh, secondary character. But, yeah, RIP John Candy. Uh, no, that, that, that means that Chris Farley 25 years probably caught up soon, too, or 20 years. I, I, I can't get the visual of Chris Farley out of my head in, um, in Billy Madison as the bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> 
right. <laughs> you and I had a had quite a weekend, didn't we, buddy? I learned what a blowout was. I didn't know what a blowout was before this weekend, and I'm I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm happy about it or or sad or. So if you don't mind, I'll I'll, I'll kind of take the reins on this one for sure. our audience. Go so uh, go ahead. <laughs> as recent as this weekend, my wife and I and our friends and family, um, and Sean. Uh, celebrated the the baby shower for uh, my son uh, Carter, who's going to be joining us. So, I've been, you know, it's my first child, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, so I've been doing my due diligence, doing some research, and most recently, I uh, I I took part in a daddy boot camp class um, over at a local hospital, and it was led by a nice young man. Uh, I forget his name, but when he was talking about you know, kind of the ins and outs of parenting and all these great stories, and but one one in particular that really stuck with me was uh, a, a blowout. And in, in, in case you don't know what a blowout is, is this young man was telling us about a time he picked up his son over at daycare, and it's great. You know, daycare will give you a little report. Um, oh, you know, he played well with other boys. He uh, he went oh, pee. He went poop. He did this and the other. But one day. Uh, there was an initial B.O. on the report. And, of course, the father asked, Oh, body know, odor. I got the smelly you kid in class, right? That's what I would think. Body yeah. odor, right? But yeah. if you think about it, most seven-month-old boys don't have uh, body odor. Yeah. It comes with puberty and things like that. We can save that for another episode. <laughs> but anyway, so he's curious. Hey, B.O., what is this? And then at the same time, he was saying he noticed, he was like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the outfit that I put on my son when I drop him off at daycare. What the hell's going on? So the young woman who was running the daycare said, oh, no, sir. B.O., that's not body odor. That's what we call a blowout. Code red. (laughs) He goes, uh, more like code brown. He goes, (laughs) what's the blowout? Apparently a blowout is when a a baby, uh, for lack of a better word, shits their pants so aggressively that the poop actually runs not only within the diaper, but it may run down through their legs. Oh and believe it or not, Sean, even as aggressive as up their back. Oh, my God. <laughs> completely ruining any and all cloth and clothing that was um, on the child is ruined, and it's coded as a complete and utter blowout, a.k.a. B.O. on your daily report. So you know, you know, my Dan... wife and I are more than ready to tackle any and all blowouts. Um, we have more clothes and honestly, we know what to do with, but I just wanted to forewarn all, uh, you know, upcoming potential future fathers, you know, cousin Cammy's great. He's going to be a father one day. We just had him on for sports. We'll have to teach that young man how to uh, appropriately handle blowouts. I think there's which, a couple yeah, things that cousin again, Cammy need to learn before blowout. But anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that again in another episode. Dan, I think let's, let's peel back this onion quickly here. There are just some things that guys need to learn. Um, clearly yeah. going to a baby shower, we were both there. I, I got to bring up this point. You know, it's, is, is it time for guys to be allowed to come to baby showers or is it still well, it's like not a thing it's more of a i think a social norm thing i went because i felt like i was obligated to be there it's my son um exactly you know i'd like to be there 100 uh, i think i think it was definitely different i think a baby shower is different than a bridal shower i think a bridal shower is a little more geared towards females for whatever reason mm-hmm. but the baby shower we basically got together with friends and family. It was yeah. really great, but we got so much stuff that huh. it's crazy. Like this kid has more clothes to wear. 
and I don't know if you guys in the audience know this, but babies' clothes aren't just sized, you know, small, medium, and large. They yeah. go in, in like time frames. So it's infant, <laughs> newborn, zero to three months, six to nine months, a year, whatever. So really, if you do the math, zero to three months is probably about, you know, we'll call a month 30 days, right? So three months is about 90 days. My son has 250 articles of clothing. Wow. Somehow only allowed to wear within the first 90 days. Of his life. <laughs> what now, do you do? What do you do with them? We hope for a lot of blowouts, I guess. Because oh. <laughs> then once you know, that happens, we you have to ditch away? the clothing altogether. Uh, burn it out back and then put on another outfit but oh no oh. you guys you guys have the diaper genie just toss them in there right oh sean you don't put blowouts in the diaper genie <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> that's the big no no i was told that early on oh boy I'll, right. we'll have to go live the first time my son has a blowout <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe there's a reason why guys don't go to baby showers for Obviously, stupid comments like honestly, I just made. I'll be honest. I had a hell of a time. I'd be interested in yeah. crashing baby showers, to be honest with you. Great oh. food. Had a couple delicious seltzers. Yeah. Uh, finger sandwich is always a hit. So I think I think wedding crashing is out. I think baby, baby, baby shower ba- crashing is in in 2019. Holy crap. That could be a movie, dude. Three guys in a baby shower. Let's just do it. So here, here's my other thought I took away from over the weekend. You know, we're local here to the Boston area, Boston sports fans, whatever. But... We're also big fans of Boston-based movies. The Town, Departed, The Fighter, whatever it may be. Black Mass. Um, I'm sorry? Black Mass. Black Mass. Another good one. Goodwill Hunting, too. Oh. Anyway, we were, we're working right now on putting it on together the ultimate list and ranking of all Boston movies. We're going to call in some of our best podcast guests to weigh in as well. But my probably my favorite Boston movie actor is Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, of course. Wow. Probably one of my what a- people... He's Planet like Earth. next to Tom Brady for me. Like, seriously. They're close. But it led me to, to come across Mark Wahlberg's typical daily schedule, which you probably wouldn't think is anything, you know, crazy. Obviously, he's a working guy. He's an actor. But I don't think people realize how fucking crazy Mark Wahlberg is. So, Sean, I have it in for, let, I'm going to run through Mark Wahlberg's typical, typical daily schedule right now. So, okay? can I just say, I thought you sent me this and I it didn't say Men's Journal or I didn't see Wahlberg's typical daily yeah, schedule. Yeah. I thought this was like your schedule for the podcast and and, no and, hell no. and so I looked <laughs> I looked at it and I'm like 2:30 a.m. Are you are you kidding me? So Mark okay. Wahlberg wakes up every day at 2:30 a.m. Here's the best part. Right into prayer time at 2:45 a.m. Mark Wahlberg then eats breakfast at 3:15 in the morning. To get ready for his first AM workout between hours of three forty AM and five fifteen. Five thirty AM Mark Wahlberg eats a post workout meal. He showers at six. He plays golf every day at seven thirty AM. Then he has a nice eight AM snack. So at do night. you think the snack is on the golf course or do you think he's yeah, done golfing within the half hour? It, no, it has to be on the golf course. Or okay. maybe he just goes like the driving range or something for half an hour. At 9.30 a.m., oh Mark my God. the cryo chamber recovery. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, that's what um, that's what Captain America did. Didn't he go into cryo chamber or like Correct. sleep or whatever? So while most people are still sleeping, Mark Wahlberg's already had his prayer time, <laughs> his first breakfast, his workout. His he's second golfed. Breakfast. He's showered. <laughs> he's played a round of golf, and he's had a nice little snack. And now he's sitting in a cryo chamber recovery at 9.30 a.m. 10.30, he has another snack. This is nice. 11 a.m., family time, meetings, 
work calls. Mark Wahlberg picks up his kids from school, (laughs) then has another snack. 4 p.m. Workout number two. Jesus Christ. Showers at 5, dinner, family time at 5.30, and he goes to bed at 7.30 p.m., and he does it all over again. That is why Mark Wahlberg is probably the coolest person on planet Earth. I just, I, I okay. So let's do this for next episode. I want to see Tom Brady's schedule. I seriously want to. That's public information. All right. Well, let's let's see if we can find that. You know, Mark Wahlberg should, can't be should, on the show because cele- we should try and find a, a celebrity's schedule at least once a month. I don't disagree with you. You could start getting up at two thirty a.m. and, and working no, out at no nothing. Nothing happens between like two thirty and nine. Nothing. A.M. A.M. Yeah. Ask Mark Wahlberg. I mean, that's his day. <laughs> that is literally his day. Mark freaking Wahlberg. He could never be on this podcast because he has Dude. zero things to say about The Bachelor. So. And by the time we record, he goes to bed. All right. Be up. We're pretty heavy Bachelor last week, but hey, we're going in to Fantasy Suites on Monday. Colton is. Uh, it's, a, it's a big night for Colton. Big evening. Yeah. Public. Public. It's going to be out in the public. He's going to be shacking up with. Three of these chicks, marrying one of them. He's gonna jump over a fence, yeah. but uh, I I can't wait for this episode. I think I think I think we're gonna learn a lot about um about Colton and uh I'll- kind of finally get some intel on that frigging clip we've been seeing for six months of him jumping over a fence and ripping out his microphone and this this and that. I'm a uh, I'm I'm pretty excited, man. You know, Dan. I guess what I will say here is uh, after go- obviously going to your baby shower, um, I, I I got I got to have some serious um intake from some of the females there on the sure. bachelor and everyone everyone is confused no one knows oh, which way this is going to go um Taisha is is clearly the the front runner uh we we have no idea what he's thinking about cassie clearly high regard um and yep. hannah g is just some dime piece ready to go um yep. th- th- there's there's really no uh given answer for where this is going to go um, so it's going to be interesting, and we'll probably do a best bit on uh, on The Bachelor come, oh, yeah. come Tuesday. We um, have to. What a, what a show. We got Cousin Cammy on talking sports. We got blowouts. We got Mark Wahlberg's schedule, and we got Chris Hemsworth playing Hulk Hogan. And coming up, probably one of the most funny yet cool people we will ever have involved with Pest Podcast, we have the one and only Cambodian Prince. Dan? That's what you call in the radio business a tease. Whatever you guys plan on doing for the back half of this week, uh, the best bit with Cambodian Prince, the Would You Rathers section, get ready. Get excited because it's going to get weird. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you, Cousin Cammy. Thank you for listening. You know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the best podcast. I'm Shawnee O. That's Dan Um, Morse. Let's do it. Peace. All right. To join the discussion, connect, and learn more, follow Best Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Online at thebestcast.com. A podcast created by friends with friends for friends.